the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli, that's Bud Elliott, that's Danny Cannell, I'm Chip Patterson, here live on a Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, where you can find us, youtube.com slash cover3, smash that subscribe button, hit that like right now, and of course set the notification so that you'll know whenever we go live, you can jump in and join us. Uh, For those of you subscribers who are getting this in the feed, uh, we are excited to be with you as we have been for years here on the Locks Pod, a Thursday tradition unlike any other. As always, we're going to get set. We're going to get started with a, a very quick review of an absolute bloodbath of a week. I am saying that a little bit selfishly. We were not all uh, under 500, but um, as a group, let's see. As a group, we were 12 and 23 last week. Not fantastic. Okay. Uh, Tom, you were five and five. Uh, the wins included Michigan State. A lock fight win against Danny, uh, Penn State minus four and a half, Minnesota plus three, the over 54, which Michigan, I'm pretty sure, hit on its own against Northern Illinois, and the under 57 and a half, which um, Tom was an, an, a dream. Okay. You know, like so we always 21 <laughs> 20 at halftime and then goose eggs the rest of the way out at the Smurf turf to be able to uh, cash that under the losses include Alabama minus 14 Oak, Ohio state minus 24 and a half Nevada minus one and a half the Mississippi state team total over 33 and a half and the under 54 and a half in air force, Utah state uh, notes thoughts now at 17 and 14 on the season. Uh, nothing really special to take away. I, I think that maybe, uh, we'll see how it goes going forward. I'm still somewhat skeptical of Kansas state. Now that Skylar Thompson's gone, but they did run the belt like hell against Nevada to win that game. So we're going to see if that can continue with them with Will Howard at QB or if other defenses will be able to catch up. Other than that, maybe I'm just never going to trust Mississippi state again to do anything. Oh, but there's some good opportunities to maybe even mm. this week. All right. So, Chip, uh, one and eight, one and eight, made nine picks, lost eight of them. The lone <laughs> win was Auburn Penn State under 53. The losses included Georgia Southern plus 24, Purdue plus seven and a half, Toledo minus 14, Vandy plus 12 and a half, the under 54 in Wyoming Ball State. Wyoming thumped. The Cardinals and then Ball State found some life at the very end. Yes, I was still sweating that one uh, on into the second half after an explosive second quarter. Arizona State minus four. They lost that game straight up. Virginia plus eight. Uh, Let it get away. Halftime lead. Marshall minus 10. 
that uh, I don't know. I think I'm off of uh, I'm off of Marshall for a little while. And I will say that my lessons and, and my notes heading into this one is that you guys, you guys might be new to this, but I've stared one win weeks in the face before <laughs> and I've got the courage to be able to keep it going. I, I have dug myself into deep wells and found my way out. This is a long, long season. Uh, so I am not discouraged at all. I courageously move ahead into week four. Danny, also a one-win week, not as many losses. One in, Oh, by the way, 15 and 17 on the season. That takes me just below 500. Danny, one in six on the week, um, 13 and 16 on the season. His one win was Fresno State plus 11 and a half, which also cashed on the money line. Uh, you got a push on the under 60 for Florida Bama. The losses were Miami in a lock fight against Tom, the over in a lock fight against Chip. You were also in lock agreement on Purdue, then a loss on the over, a loss on Army minus 33 and a half, and a loss on Indiana plus four. Notes and thoughts headed into uh, this Saturday. You know, it's a bad week when you're sweating out a two-point conversion in a game just so you get the push. Like, that's it. That's all you got. And then, you know, there's a bad beat in there. UConn, I thought, was the slam dunk of the season. It's 42 nothing at half, and I'm already, like, just celebrating. And then a last-minute touchdown, backdoor cover for UConn against the Black Knights. It was brutal. Confidence is a little bit shaken. I'm starting to wonder if I'm the Michael Penix of picks because <laughs> last year, like I think some listeners might be like, hey, this canal is fraudulent. Like last year, I had a great season, was in the driver's seat all year long. This season, not looking the same. So I think some people are wondering if it's a little fluky. So I got to I got to pick up the game a little bit. I'm a Michael little Penix, <laughs> Michael Penix of the Locks Pod, looking for a rebound here. Yeah, I was I gonna say I, I feel like Michael Penix is definitely the Michael Penix of picks. <laughs> yes, hundred uh, yeah. percent. All right, Bud, you, five and four on the week. Um, they listen. Thank you for for being able to keep the syndicate going. Uh, you are twenty two and seventeen on the season. Now the wins included. Troy minus nine and a half. Uh, the Auburn team total under 24. Duke plus three. Fresno State plus 11 and a half. You were also in on that with Danny in a lock. I win against Chip. Uh, you were also in on the Toledo minus 14. That was a loss. The under 67 did not cash in UNC Virginia. The LSU team total under did not cash. And then, uh, what do you Utah minus eight's a loss, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about five and four? Oh, did I actually? Mark? I didn't mark. My bad, guys. You're five, five, five. Five. Yeah, five, five. Yeah, sorry, nobody above five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, late, late changes to the lock stock. So, Bud, uh, notes, thoughts as we go into the next week. Um, you know, I, I, I got the UNC UVA game wrong. Obviously, like that got up to like ninety something points. I would fire on that LSU team total under again. Um, personally, like that, that ended what forty nine. I really still don't trust the LSU offense at all. Utah with the quarterback change, as you guys talked about yesterday, you know, be nice if they did it earlier in the game, I guess. But uh, Utah defense not not really playing very well for me this year, so uh, disappointing. All right, well, we are. Uh, I will happily shut that and advance to the next week as we turn our attention moving forward. We are on to week four, gentlemen. Are you all ready to lock it up? Let's do it. 
we're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming since 2005 when Service Academy's Come locked. get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. Younger is 33.9. We've gone over it a million times. You want these locks? I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. All right, we're going to start out with some uh, some some guided some guided practice here in locks uh, because you know everyone gets this show at a different time. Thursday, Marshall at App State. Does anybody have a lock on Marshall App State? My Twitter tips the under, but I'm not locking it up for the show. Yeah, it's what right around a touchdown. I think uh, seven, seven and a half, depending on uh, what's going on. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel like App State wins, but um, I don't know. I'm staying away from Marshall, as mentioned. Friday night. I, uh, wait, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I have something in this. Oh. Uh, in App State, Marshall? I did these this morning, and I had back-to-back meetings. Is is under 30 in the first half still available? I bet it this morning. If it is, uh, I'll take the under 30. If not, uh, pass. No, it's at 29 and a half. All right, no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, powering right along to Friday, uh, it'll be uh, just – the legend Jake Hayner uh, going up against UNLV. Uh, I believe this is a CBS Sports Network game. Shout out to the mothership. Uh, anybody got a Fresno State UNLV play? Sweet. All right, moving right along <laughs> into Saturday, uh, which means that no matter I, when no, you, there are other Friday. I have two Friday locks. Okay. It's not that game. Go ahead. Uh, my first one, I am taking Middle Tennessee plus three. On the road against Charlotte. I just, I don't think Charlotte's very good, and I'm not going to trust it as a favorite at home. And f- the other Friday night game I'm taking, well, I could still get it because it's moving the other direction, it looks like. I'm taking Wake Forest plus four and a half at Virginia in the battle of the ACC's two best teams. I just think that this is going to be a close, fun game. I like the Deeks. I like I like the Who's, obviously, a lot, too. It's just I don't see them covering the four and a half here. I think this is probably a three-point game. So give me Wake Forest plus four and a half and Middle Tennessee plus three. Uh, so I'll save that one for a second. Lock fight. Give me Virginia. Oh. Minus four. Fight. 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 Um, so Wake Forest is fourth nationally in average starting field position uh, due to the fact that FSU committed six turnovers on them. Uh, they're also really not hitting explosive plays at all this year. That's primarily what got UVA against UNC. Um, I, I watched Wake last week because they were playing FSU, and I really was not super impressed, uh, to be honest. I think UVA, their offense is absolutely for real, and I – I think UVA is the right side here. Um, I also thought about under 14 and a half team total for uh, for Wake. I, I don't think this is going to be quite as shootouty as, but like I'm not going to play the under yet because it's just not quite high enough. All right. Um, got- if I if I want to go, I guess that's technically a sprinkle. I'll I'll, I'll save that for that. Yeah. Are you talking about a first half money line? I, no, I want a first half. Alternate spread. I, I I played Middle Tennessee State minus two and a half for the first half at plus one six five. So I guess that's more of like a money line sprinkle, right? Mm-hmm. Any other uh, Friday action? 
Nothing? Nope. Okay, all right. Now let's move on to uh, one of the biggest games of the weekend. Uh, On noon kickoff, uh, it'll be on Fox. It is number 12, Notre Dame, number 18, Wisconsin. They're playing at Soldier Field. Badgers, six-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under of 46. Bud, uh, you have the honors on the tee box. You can tell us if you got to play here. Are you going to have any action in this Notre Dame-Wisconsin game? Double action, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, So give me the under 23-and-a-half in the first half. Uh, and then also give me Notre Dame and the points for the full game. Wisconsin has. Which one? Uh, not the DJ and stuff. What do you okay. think? Right. I'm <laughs> the the, the <laughs> RS recreation. I got it. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Notre Dame in a game, it can win catching six and a half points that I agree. I think will be like very low scoring. I'm, you know, I could eat my words here because it is, this is a bias that I've recognized in myself, especially mm-hmm. It probably happens every year, but especially this year as I've really tried to dive in across the entire landscape. It was so strange last season with the staggered starts. Not every team was going. Plus, you had COVID availability issues. But teams that I feel like I know better, like Notre Dame, I just find myself having a lot more confidence in especially this kind of game. I'm like, that's a coin flip. Notre Dame could absolutely win that game. There is zero home field advantage. And if it's six and a half points and it's going to be low scoring and it's going to come down to a field goal or so, like give me the fighting Irish. So I'm again, my bias is that with Wisconsin, we've got like the Penn State game, but other than that, they've had one off week and then they uh, absolutely torch their opponents. So I just don't feel as though I can trust the Badgers right now. Uh, love Notre Dame. Wisconsin like with some zero explosiveness so far. I mean, they just cannot hit this. Yeah, it's exactly what you were just saying. It's like, but I, I don't see how Wisconsin should be favored in this game, at least not by this much, considering how impotent that offense has been like I know that they looked good against Eastern Michigan or at least put up points but it still wasn't an impressive performance it was mostly their defense just suffocated Eastern Michigan and I think that defensively Notre Dame's going to have problems in this game against that Wisconsin defense it's just this is going to be kind of a low scoring ugly game and I don't see Wisconsin if it wins being able to pull away this is going to be like a three-point win for either side and I think honestly I mean I think Notre Dame's probably going to win the game. And I'm just now realizing as I'm looking at my screen that I'm wearing my Wisconsin shirt. So that's kind of strange. But it's just, I think neither team has been all that impressive to me, but I've seen Notre Dame be able to move the ball. I haven't seen Wisconsin be able to do it yet. Also weather here, 13 mile an hour winds at kick, 80% chance of uh, something wet. I got to play. I'm going to hop in here. Not in any of the unity. I'm going to take the over for the game. All right, Notre Dame's defense. We sure they're that great? No, we sure not. they're that good. Um, Graham Mertz has been subpar at best. The Florida State's quarterbacks looked pretty good against Notre Dame's defense. Just throw it away from Kyle Hamilton. I think you get a few more points than we think. And I also think Notre Dame's offense can put up some points on Wisconsin. I mean, remember Penn State had some guys open, could have had some uh, big play potential in there. I think Tommy Reese will call a nice game. I think this will go above the total. Flying in the face of Mother Nature. Bold. (laughs) I love it. Uh, As as we turn our attention to... (laughs) 
Texas A&M and Arkansas in Jerry World. Uh, the Aggies, as I'm sitting here right now looking at, about four and a half point favorites uh, over under uh, under 147. Uh, this is a game where we've talked about it a lot all week, not just because it's the SEC on CBS game of the week, one that you can watch for free in the CBS Sports app on any of your connected devices or on cbsports.com. Tune into CBS Sports HQ for pregame, halftime, postgame. Um, I think that we see two teams that are a little bit hobbled along the offensive line. I think that we see two teams that are both uh, one team's trying to defend its position as the second best team in the SEC West. The other team is trying to prove that it is the second best team in the SEC West. This game in general has given us, uh, and I say this game, the one that they, whatever they play in Jerry world, it always gets a little bit weird. Um, does anybody have a play on Texas A&M and Arkansas? I do. Please. You mentioned the uh, the wackiness of this game. So five of the six games in this series played at Jerry World have gone to overtime. Like it's been a, it's been like that's wacky as it gets. Um. So you guys know I have my show on SiriusXM. I've had three different guests predict Arkansas is going to win the game outright. Now, one of them was John Daly, who's a diehard Arkansas fan. The other was Houston Nutt, who coached at Arkansas. And then another one was just an analyst. So, But it feels a little bit trendy to take Arkansas as the dog. And all these tight – there's a bunch of tight matchups in the history of this one. I think Texas A&M is a different place now than they were six, seven years ago when they were probably a little bit more – and Arkansas was a different place too. Chip, you mentioned who is kind of – the team that's supposed to be the second best versus the team trying to get there. With some of those injuries, I think depth comes into play. I think Zach Calzada, I think that threw them a real curveball. I think of people looking at that Colorado game being like, what's wrong with Texas A&M? This is, now, the quarterback is different than I thought, but this is exactly what I thought would happen with Texas A&M. Their defense, which is number one in the country, uh, giving up 5.7 yards per game, they're holding things over until the offense gets figured out. And Zach Calzada had a nice game last week, built up some confidence. I think they're able to run the ball a little bit better, and I think Texas A&M's defense is going to be too much for K.J. Jefferson and company. So give me the Aggies. It's a four and a half. Is that as low as it is right now? I can find you a three and a half if oh you want. Oh, my goodness. Can we double up? Can I do two picks on this one? <laughs> I like the Aggies that much more. Give me all that. Danny, can I, can I give you a pick if you want to find a way to double it up? <laughs> sure. Uh, that tees it up? No, okay. No, hell no! Don't tease college football. Can can you uh, um, can you find an Arkansas team total under twenty one? Ooh, I don't know. That, I'll look like, for it. That's the only thing in this game I might even play before kick. Like if it gets there, I, I haven't found a twenty one yet. But uh, Ar- important note here: I'm not betting this. Arkansas does have two starting offensive linemen who are kind of questionable for this one. At the last thing I saw, Texas A&M's defensive line is not Texas's defensive line. Nobody has really made Arkansas have to throw the football so far. If, if you listen to the Arkansas folks, that was their concern going into the year. They knew they'd be able to run the football because their quarterback is huge and they have a good offensive line. At least the starters are good. We'll see how good these backups are if those two starters can't go and if AM can make them throw the football. But, yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. I am in a lock agreement with Danny. Go. I know I've been touting Arkansas as the second best team in the West, and I still believe that in my heart. But as you just mentioned, but the offensive line injuries, two starters missed practice earlier this week. I'm not sure what their status is right now. 
but they've been out of practice. And I feel like if you're going up against Texas A&M without a couple starting offensive linemen and Sam Pittman and that staff have done a good job of rotating guys around anyway. So they have guys who are all capable of playing multiple positions. So maybe it won't impact them as much as it might other teams, but still that Texas A&M defensive front is a monster. So for them, if there's any problems with them up front on the offensive line, I have, I struggle to think Arkansas is going to be able to move the ball very consistently, which makes Texas A&M minus three and a half to play to me. But that said, I am kind of spooked because like, because I'm on it with you. (laughs) I would be (laughs) because this line is moving in the other direction. Like it, you know, it's gone. It's getting smaller. And it's like, I don't know if there's something that we don't know that's going to be coming out in the next day or two or before kickoff, but everything for me right now just screams A&M. So that's where I'm going. Counterpoint, everything four and a half, five, five and a half, six is largely like dead numbers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, they're not, if this moved to the three or three and a half or up to the, you know, six and a half, seven, I would be, I'd be a lot more concerned. One of the many lies I tell myself is when a spread moves in the opposite direction mm-hmm. is that it's a head fake that the syndicates <laughs> are just like preparing to come and hammer it because we lock everything in on Thursdays. And of course we understand as Bud has informed us, the limits increase as you get closer to game time. And oftentimes it's those late hammers where the, the syndicates get it done. So if it's moving in your direction, you can tell yourself, Hey, all the smart people are on my side. And if it's moving in the opposite direction, it's probably just a head fake. It'll end up moving <laughs> in the other way before kickoff. Uh, also in that three thirty. Uh, afternoon slot we've got Clemson traveling to Raleigh to take on the NC State Wolfpack our betting line is Clemson favored by 10 over under around 47 and a half anybody got a play from Saturday afternoon's events in Carter Finley Stadium I don't if I was going to I'd probably lay the 10 with Clemson but I feel like I'm banking on this breakout game Um, but I don't have a play in this one I love the under here. And I know that 47 and a half is a low number, but um, I think that when we look at what NC State does the best, it's probably running the football with Bam Knight and Ricky Person Jr. And Clemson, you know, even with the loss of Tyler Davis, like Clemson should should be able to keep that in check. I see this game having a like 17 to 20 or 21 to 17 or 24. I get, I wanted to take NC state and on the early edge uh, sports line live show, I took NC state plus 10, but as I really started like penciling this down and, and trying to figure out the different angles to it, I think that it's almost uh, like Clemson has NC state, you know, at, at four points and you feel like your NC state tickets going to cash and, and li- I lifted this right from my friend Joe Giglio. He's, he pointed out, like, Will Shipley, who's the new starting running back, who might be a straight-up star in this Clemson offense, has a whole bunch of – he's from North Carolina, had a whole bunch of family members go to NC State. And NC State's got this weird habit of, like, Raleigh or North Carolina natives just sort of showing out, uh, just using it as the opportunity, you know, whether you have a personal vengeance or whether, in Shipley's case, maybe he's got a whole bunch of, you know, family at the game – but it, Gilio turned me on to the idea, so I've got to give him credit here. But it's like Clemson is probably not going to be able to get right offensively against NC State. I think that NC State is good enough defensively that they are going to be able to keep this game close. They're going to be able to keep this game competitive. And every um, close and competitive outcome for me ends up going under the total. So I'll take the under. Also, don't Doran and Dabo not like each other? 
they have uh, since the laptop gate, you know, where uh, Dave Doran was raising a, a big to do about the laptop on the sideline, which is being run by the social media experts, or so they say. <laughs> um, they, I've, I've seen them be a little bit more cordial in 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 person um, events, but they didn't. They also didn't play last year. Division rivals that uh, didn't play last season. So very, very uh, interested to see what happens. Clemson has a get-right game when they absolutely thump a conference opponent, but I don't think in Carter-Finley Stadium against an experienced NC State defense is going to be it. This is one that I think Clemson's going to have to grind to win. So I'll take the under. All right. Uh, let's go to the night cap, 730. Oh, sorry. Night- I was muted, my bad. I, I like the over here. Can I still get my 47 that I bet? Oh, let's go. Fight. Fight. Uh, fight. Fight. Let me look real quick. Can I find a 47 for butt? 47 for butt. I can find you 47 and a half. Um, no, I'll pass. I, I'll, I'll stick with the 47. Oh, he's week. scared of you, Chip. points matter. He's scared. <laughs> I... No, I, 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 Wait, does he, does it, if we hit the button, does that mean he, no, 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 I don't want that responsibility. Okay. I don't want the button to be what cements a lock. I think when it goes on the dock is when it, uh, when it gets locked in. Okay. Scared, scared money don't make money. Mm. 730, uh, PM Eastern time, Norman, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma hosting West Virginia. The Sooners are 17 point favorites over under, uh, around 55 and a half as we sit here and record this. Uh, anybody jumping on the Matt Coca special and attacking this total? I got to play in the game. Yeah, go for it. I think this hurt me last week. Coca's probably was laughing at that. I don't know if members one of my plays. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. I wasn't as confident in Clemson having the breakout game. I think there's a chance Nebraska's a lot better than we thought. Game wasn't pretty. 23 points in the game. Worst total output in the Lincoln-Riley era with Spencer Rattler. Um, but I think their defense still going to present some problems for West Virginia. And I don't know when it happens, but if Spencer Rattler doesn't play cleaner, Caleb Williams is coming. And maybe that's what has the breakout game. But if it's if one, one thing or the other is going to happen – our Oklahoma's offense is going to figure it out. I think they're going to do it in this game in primetime at night. And it's either Rattler getting off the schneid and coming back like he did last year. And if he struggles early, give me Caleb Williams all day long. I think Oklahoma gets back on track. I think they have the breakout game at home against West Virginia. I am not playing anything in this game, but for Coca, I want to share that he thinks everybody should be taking the under because he says West Virginia sucks on the road. He's a West Virginia fan, so he would know. But he also shared these trends. The under is 4-0 in West Virginia's last four games following an ATS win. It's 6-0 in the last six games as a road dog. 10-1 in their last 11 games as an underdog anywhere. 8-2 in their last 10 versus a team with a winning record. 7-2 in their last nine road games. And 10-3 in their last 13 Big 12 games. So Coca says take the under. Yeah, they can't score away from home. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that plays to Oklahoma minus 17 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I, go ahead. I think there's a, I think there's a team total opportunity here. Um, I'm just sitting, waiting to see if I can get a 21. Came pretty close to locking up under 20 and a half here for West Virginia. I, I think their quarterback is terrible, um, personally. And got to say, Oklahoma's defense this year, I know it's been, you know, kind of, kind of overshadowed by the offensive struggles. 
they seem pretty legit. The only thing that they had happened is they allowed a little bit too many explosive plays. Uh, but other than that, like on a down to down basis, they've been very good. They're getting a whole lot of like tackles for losses in the backfield. Number one in the country in defensive line havoc rate. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see West Virginia scoring a whole lot here. West Virginia 0 and 10 on the road against top 10 teams since 2000, losing those 10 games by a combined 212 points or an average of 21.2 points per game. Man, can you imagine being a West Virginia fan? What the hell is wrong with you? you made that happen. <laughs> um, all right. So we've, we've gotten a couple of the, the big headliner games out of the way. Uh, let's say the whole board is available. And uh, I guess Bud and Tom both finished five and five uh, last week. But I'll say uh, tiebreaker goes to the season leader, I guess, which would be Bud. So Bud, take us where you want to go. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's do a couple things here. I'm going to go ahead and go a team total. Let's go sicko game here. I think Boise's passing offense is just fine. Give me Boise State over 36 and a half team total. That is Boise uh, State and Utah State. It is correct. a noon kick on CBS. We got a 10 o'clock local time. Yeah, 10 o'clock in Logan. Um, Utah State 3 and 0 and 3 and 0 against the spread. Boise State 1 and 2 losing both of its games to UCF and Oklahoma State by a combined 6 points was that totals probably like i mean the game total is soared opened at 66 and hit yeah i bet it at 63 actually it opened if you guys watched the sunday live show and now it is 70 so Mm. let's cash that thing bachmeyer's having his best year yet like he's a multi-year starter it's not the offensive problem it's not the problem yeah and i like boise's run game not very good uh i've made a pretty good amount of money this year on utah state so far this is the point where I jump off. I think I think Utah State's defense is pretty bad. I think Boise wants to get out and run here quite a bit, like not run the ball, but like you know, full throttle, go go go. I I think Boise will Boise will score like like mid forties. I think that I, I don't have a play on this game, but I I tend to agree with the way that the total has moved. I think Utah State can score too. Logan Bonner and this Utah State offense has been it's been pretty awesome. So. uh We'll see. I think my pick for – I had to write a preview of this game for CBS Sports, and I think that I took Utah State plus the nine, just figuring it would be a high-scoring shootout kind of game. And with them being at home, uh, you know, maybe they're able to uh, kick in the back door. But I do expect that Boise, who needs to like – Andy Avalos, like first-time head coach, first year at the job – one and two is not where you wanted to start, especially with those two heartbreaking losses when you couldn't come up with a single point. They had a, a 38-yard field goal attempt to be able to beat Oklahoma State, and they weren't able to uh, hit it and convert. So I know that they'll be trying to uh, work things out and take control in the Mountain West. This you week. want to know what, what my projected number here is? For 40, the total? 43 to 29. <laughs> so don't take Utah State if you follow the numbers. No, I, I bet Boise already. I just like the yeah. team total over better. Board. Um, all right. Open uh open board. Where do you want to go, Tom? You know, at the start of every show, Chip, we go over last week's picks and then we talk about things that maybe we're re-, re you know evaluating, reconsidering the lessons learned. I think one of the lessons that I've learned in the last couple weeks is that maybe Stanford doesn't suck. Maybe to borrow a phrase from last year about it what if Stanford's good? Like maybe that win over USC wasn't as embarrassing as we thought. And I'm coming to this week to Stanford getting points 
against the UCLA team that just lost at home to Fresno State. I don't know if Stanford's going to win this game, but I do think that the way they've played and the way they've looked, they're going to be able to keep this close. And the other thing, too, that stands out to me is like we saw at the end of that UCLA game, Fresno is able to move the ball pretty well in the air against that UCLA defense. Stanford's not like the old smash mouth kind of run the ball team that we, you know, remember from earlier in the decade. They're a passing team now. Like their their offense is better in the air than it is on the ground. So I think they're going to be able to move the ball against this UCLA defense and keep it close. So I'm taking Stanford plus five. Mm. Fight. Uh-oh. Mm. Fight. 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 Uh, I bet this at minus three and a half and at minus four. I uh, use four for the column, more widely available. Uh, I, I would I would still bet this anything under a touchdown. Um, to me, the the real real scary thing here is that Stanford, uh, their run defense is concerning. 101st in rushing success rate allowed, 120th in opportunity rate allowed, 88th in rushing explosiveness allowed. Uh, I also think that what happened last week against uh, Vandy, which I bet Stanford at, at Vandy, I watched that game, like the recap of it, and the field position that Vandy had or that, that Stanford had was ridiculous. I mean, they they scored two field goals and a touchdown in the final four minutes before the half at Vandy, which is kind of a special teams you know, catastrophe there. Uh, but by the doors, I know they'll get it together. Uh, I I I like the way the UCLA matches up here as far as being able to hit explosive runs on this Stanford defense quite a bit. All uh. I'm going to lock it up with one of these guys. Team Florida State, let's go. Give me a home with Bud. I think Fresno State is a really good team. Like I, This is a Fresno State team that was up against Oregon. I don't think there's any shame in losing to them. Now, granted, you would hope not to lose that game. That was one of the reasons I picked them last week. I think UCLA is going to be fine. I think Stanford is much better with – Tanner McKee at quarterback, but they're a little bit banged up at the running position. There are going to be more UCLA fans there than will be Stanford fans. It'll be a home game for UCLA. Give me the Bruins here to get back on track. I was a little bit worried about kind of the feel sorry for yourself mindset after that loss, but I think they'll be fine. I think they're going to bounce back and win big. I'm going to have to push back on that. There'll be more UCLA fans. Are UCLA doesn't even have fans showing up for its home games? <laughs> True. Yeah, but like ten is still more than seven. Exactly. True. So, okay, is there a question? What did you make the home field for this, Tom? Uh, for Stanford, it's very small. <laughs> it's about one and a half. Like I, I use like be, default two, and I made it one and a half as well. Yeah, it might be the worst home field advantage in all of the whole the whole country. It is awful. UConn covered games there. What's that? UConn. Oh, yeah, at the rent. Yeah, that might be a that might be a where our beloved Wyoming Cowboys are trotting into town as thirty three point favorites. Yeah, it may be there may be worse spots, but power yes. five. All right, uh, let's review real quick what we've got on the board so far. Tom's got four picks out there. Notre Dame plus six and a half. Wake Forest plus four and a half. Texas A&M minus three and a half. Middle Tennessee plus three. Stanford plus five. Uh, that Notre Dame pick is straight up Latifa, U-N-I-T-Y. I am also on it, plus six and a half. I'm also on the under 48 for Clemson NC State. Danny's got the over in Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Oklahoma minus 17 lock agreement on Texas A&M minus three and a half. And he is on UCLA minus five, which is the, uh, the two on one bar fight with Danny and Bud taking on Tom. 
Bud's got the UCLA minus five. He is also on Notre Dame plus six and a half. Lock fight with Tom on Virginia minus four. The Notre Dame-Wisconsin first half under 23 and a half. And the Boise team total over 36 and a half. Coming up on the other side, more of our week four locks next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So for those of you who are watching on youtube.com slash cover three and joining us as we tape the locks live, uh, I've already seen some... uh, I've already seen a lot of comments. People are loving the Memphis State shirt that Bud is rocking right now. As Tom mentioned, he's also got his Wisconsin shirt on, even as he uh, makes his wager against the Badgers. Uh, Love you guys. And all of this is thanks to our partnership with Home Field Apparel. Home Field is a licensed collegiate apparel company that focuses on unique, premium, and thoughtfully designed vintage apparel. They get these great relationships with the schools where you can go back and find you know, those old logos from those media guides decades ago, uh, the shirts that you would just fish through a Goodwill or a bargain box to be able to find and They bring it right to you. And the difference is it doesn't fall apart because it's made with great material and it is so, so comfortable. Homefield studies your school's history and traditions, digging through the archives to create thoughtful vintage designs. And we're in the middle of big new Saturday season two. A new school collection is launched every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So far, we've had Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Tennessee, Florida, Miami, Georgia, Washington, and Boise State. And it is just something that uh, we've enjoyed to be able to have those. We wear them here on the show, and uh, it's great to wear around town. People say, hey, Chip, what's up with uh, Hail to Pit? I say, Hail to Pit! And I just keep it moving. And they're just like, well, it was a great looking shirt. I totally get it. And right now, you can get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield. Seriously, go check it out because the library and all the options are great. And you can get 15% off your first purchase with the code COVER3 at checkout. That's homefieldapparel.com. And use the code COVER3 at checkout to get 15% of your first purchase. Enjoy some of these awesome, vintage, thoughtful designs in incredibly comfortable shirts, hoodies, and joggers, all kinds of stuff. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the code COVER3 at checkout. Okay. You're up. You've only got two on the board. Go. Texas, Texas Tech. My... um, inclination is to lay the points with the Longhorns, but I think the better play is to attack this total. And so I'll go over. 
Um, I think that Texas's offense is not going to have any trouble scoring against Texas Tech. And I do think that Matt Wells is pretty comfortable with the way that Tyler Shuck has played so far within this Red Raiders offense. And, you know, again, I, I think Texas wins by 10 or so, but if they don't, it's because Texas Tech has scored as well. There's just not a result that I see this being a particular, particularly low-scoring game. So uh, I will take the over in Texas and Texas Tech. Proud of you, I will lock fight you on that. I want the 62 here. Uh, I don't buy into this Casey Thompson stuff. Uh, I think that they're going to le- lean heavily on Bajan Robinson. And uh, yeah, I, I I, I already bet Texas Tech, but like that, that number is gone. So I think the, the best way for me to attack this on, on the locks pod is to go under 62. Did you get it at 13? Is that no. number real? Or was that like a circa like summer number? No, it's real, <laughs> but it, it didn't last. I, I By the time I got it in, I got 11. But it's um, just fighting everybody today. Is there a, yeah. is there a, a is there a time across the board when the lines come out, or does it vary by book? Uh, it definitely varies by book, um, but there are times when the numbers come out. So two o'clock Eastern is uh, is typically when the first numbers pop, and then some of the other U.S. based books follow about thirty or forty five minutes later, and then some of the offshores come out about forty five minutes after that. Are you, are you trying to, Danny, are you trying to plan like when <laughs> to get in on these? Like, oh, there was a 13 available? Wish I could have gotten in on that. Because what are we sitting at right now? Eight, eight and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And points matter. Like, you know, yeah. every, every half point, I mean, depending on what the total is, like every half point on the spread is worth, you know, a, a, a certain amount. And like beating the number is like the most key thing you can do to to winning in sports betting, unless you happen to have insider information. And if you do, then obviously you can, get the worst of the number and still win because you have information the market doesn't have, but like beating the number is, is the real key. Um, but you know what I really am looking forward to? I'm looking forward to winning this lock fight with it playing out exactly how you said, where Bijan Robinson is the only part of the offense. But the problem is Bijan Robinson goes for two fifty and three tutties. You know, <laughs> it's, it's possible. It, uh, yeah. We're still taking the Texas tech defense as a, as a major consideration uh, in this play right here. Um, do you, do you want me to just keep rolling? I got another. Yeah. Yeah. Back to back. Go Go for it. Okay. We, uh, discussed the way that Tom Fernelli and, uh, and allegedly, uh, myself as well, just danced. to a scoreless second half in Boise state and Oklahoma state, really incredible stuff. Uh, I mentioned that Boise state just couldn't get the offense going, but the same can be said, uh, for the Cowboys and who do we see, Oklahoma State playing this week, one of our favorite under teams in the country. It's Kansas State living dangerously as we're staring at what, 46? Another another pretty low number. But this is the week where, again, I have to show courage after a one and eight week. So unders in the 40s for your shorties. Uh, I will take the Oklahoma State, Kansas State, two good defenses, two quarterbacks that I do not trust at all. I, I like this is it's funny because the undercashed um, in Penn State and uh, Auburn and Sean Clifford broke the reason I took it. But I feel like I'm coming back to the same principle where I see two good defenses. I see two offense, two offenses and quarterbacks in particular that I don't trust. And so give me the under in Kansas State, Oklahoma State. 
Can we give our, our guy Cody Nagel a shout out here? Co- yes. At Cody Nagel 247 does a really good job covering Oklahoma State. And look, I don't believe in Spencer Rattler. I do think there are some kind of problems at Oklahoma State right now. But the number one reason this offense can't score is because like all of their receivers are out. I mean, they have like the Washington syndrome from week one, but it's like every week. Uh, so I don't disagree with Chip's pick here. I think that's probably the right side. But definitely give Cody a follow on Twitter because he does a nice job tweeting out that injury report like right when those guys get on the field, who's dressed, who's not, who's in street clothes. And if you see like every all the receivers on the roster are in street clothes, Chip, you may want to double down on that. Spencer Sanders, just to be clear, you call them Rattler. Well, I don't really believe in Spencer Rattler either. We don't like any Spencer. We don't like any quarterbacks named Spencer within Oklahoma. Just yeah. we're questioning all of them. Okay, so um, who's uh, Danny? Uh, why don't, why don't you right. take us wherever you want to go? All right, I got a two for one play. Sick. Worked for me last year. Not so great this year. Uh, I'm going to go to an SEC game. I have actually a couple plays this week with teams that lost, but I think you learned a little bit more about them. We were all impressed with the Florida Gators, right? I mean, holding up, going toe-to-toe. If you take away the 21-3 first quarter, their defense buckled in, only allowed 10 points the rest of the game. Emory Jones, massive, a massive confidence boost in that game. Anthony Richardson, I think, will start playing more once he's back to healthy. I think it's worth asking if he's 100% and he plays in that game, do they potentially win that one? Um, they're laying – what's my number? 18 and a half? Is that where I'm yeah. at right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee is not very good. I know this is a pseudo-rivalry game, or it used to be, but I'm not I'm not a believer in Tennessee. So I'm going to lay the points with Florida. And the total's 63 and a half. Again, Florida's defense – is way better than they were last year. Neither quarterback at Tennessee, whoever it's going to be, Hendon Hooker's been a little bit better. I don't think they're going to have much success against Florida's defense. So, and I, I don't picture Florida running out there and putting up a zillion points against Tennessee either, but I think they control the game. So give me Florida in Gainesville, lay the points and under 63 and a half. Uh-oh. Okay. Somebody fighting? Are you no, worried about my picks? No, I'm. I, th- I think I got. Are you gonna say, play Milton? This is. This is gonna be. I, this is the. It would be hilarious spot of the week. Oh gosh! You know, just, <laughs> just just to look up and have this Florida team that in in I think uh, at least one of the polls and maybe even our CBS rankings too like lost but went up. You know, everyone came out of the game with so much confidence about the Gators. If Tennessee's got this as like a one possession game, it's the second straight home game for Florida too. So maybe you blew it out on Bama and you're kind of walking in thinking you're going to cruise tight butts at night. I don't know. Don't make me the Michael Penix of picks, please. <laughs> this, this one's got to be right. I'm taking the team that I can't stand and the Gators. Come on. I'm not, I'm not going to throw it down on the lock sheet, but it, it def- definitely got circled as in the uh, in the it would be hilarious scan of the uh, this week's board. Do you think Heupel tries to keep this close, or do you think That's, that Tennessee will play its system? No, I think if Tennessee plays its system. I think Danny is way right because Tennessee plays so fast; they're going to have a lot of possessions. It, it's a potential like fifteen possession game for the Gators. If they slow this thing down to not get totally blown out, then maybe Danny could be in trouble there. We'll see. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, just you're peering over, right? Because it's in the seven o'clock window. It's one that's not even on a screen because you think that the Gators should be able to control this thing. And it's not that you don't care. You just might not care in the moment because you're watching other games. You figure you've got it recorded. You're going to review it later, play catch up, whatever. And then you're like, oh, it's a... It's 1714? No, it's not. It's not. I I have a question for you three. How many teams are there in the country right now that you would trust Northwestern to be a 14 and a half point favorite against? (laughs) Oh, I see where you're going. I had that circled. Wait, to be a 14 point favorite against? Yeah. 14 and a half. Yeah. Well, I. We're about to have a triple-way agreement, I think, on this, because I, I bet this game three different ways. Give uh, me Ohio 14. plus 14 and a half. Um, All right, you, you want the list? Alone. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right, teams that I know I would bet Northwestern minus 14 against. Rice, Bowling Green, maybe Navy, UTEP, UNLV, Old Dominion, Akron, UMass, UL Monroe, New Mexico State, and, of course, Connecticut. UConn. Mm-hmm. So that's 11 teams. And Ohio ain't one of them. Ohio Ohio's plus 14 and a half because this lot, I mean, I understand Ohio's 0-3, but like if you look at the numbers, offensively, they've struggled in the red zone. But other than that, they've been able to move the ball pretty well. Northwestern's offense is terrible. Their defense is worse. Like that's the that's the biggest thing that stands out to me about Northwestern this year is like the offense is what we expect it to be, but the defense has always been good. This year's defense. It's not good. So I don't see them really slowing down Ohio too much or enough to cover this spread. And also, like we mentioned earlier, that's going to be kind of a windy, wet day at Soldier Field. This game is playing at the same time, like 10, 12 miles to the north. It's going to be in the same kind of conditions right along the lake. Wind, rain. It's going to be a sloppy game. Give me the Bobcats. Lock agreement there. Um <laughs> They moved the ball against ULL, just didn't score it. And they moved the ball against Syracuse, just didn't score in the red zone. Um, they're getting a top receiver back this week. I also bet over 15 and a half team total, and I bet over 46 for the game total. Guys, Northwestern is not playing slow anymore. They are one of the fastest adjusted tempo teams, if, if you figure out like how much time is on the play clock, you know, in the country. Any any other uh, just lock up that one, or do you have any other like individual lock play on it, bud? Frozen. Did we lose him? Freeze. Yeah, uh, lost bud. Um, oh, it's gone I'm, forever. I'll I'm, make a fix for him. <laughs> Kansas plus <laughs> Kansas money line. Kansas. UConn money line. <laughs> no, like Duke, Kansas at sixteen and a half. Do not want, do not want any part of that. Uh, I'm surprised that we haven't heard anybody mention the name of the legend Bailey Zapp yet, because Western Kentucky is at home as a nine point underdog against a reeling Indiana Hoosiers team mm. that is not gonna love the way that things are going after blowing a 14-0 lead, losing by 14 coughing up so many turnovers and blowing red zone opportunities all the way in between. I think that Western Kentucky's Houston Baptist offense is not going to be like totally held in check. Indiana, like very good defensive team. And I do want to acknowledge that like so many other uh, fan bases can point to certain like 
targeting calls that they feel like changed the game. Like when you're all American linebacker, McFadden gets knocked out of the game. Yeah, that's pretty impactful. It certainly looked like Cincinnati's offense was doing a better job of moving the ball after he left the game. All of that said, to trust this Indiana team at more than a touchdown against an explosive offense like Western Kentucky in primetime on CBS Sports Network, I got to go with the Hilltoppers here plus the points. Who knows? Could win it outright, but uh, it's definitely a strong enough team offensively that if I'm begging for a backdoor, I at least know that Billy Zapp can get me there. I I don't disagree with the pick, but I got to ask you a question from your own playbook here. Are you, sh- are you sure you even want to like put yourself through that? <laughs> to watch like to watch the uh yeah because you're gonna be watching indiana western kentucky now and it's like uh, you gotta you gotta take care of yourself buddy <laughs> i always will make compromises for my mental health if it involves taking in a game on the mothership cbs sports network especially when we got jenny dell on the sideline stand up Dave Ryan and Aaron Murray on the call. So, you know, I, I can I can show them some love on the mm-hmm. uh, on at least one of my screens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Open board. All right. I'm gonna go. You know, when we're when we're doing these shows live and we've got the comments running along, there's always there's always a lot of R.I.P. Bartons and R.I.P. Barton. But it just it made me kind of sad. You know, I, I missed him since he's dead. And <laughs> I want, to, I want to bring a little bit of Barton back to the show today, so I am going to take an over. I am taking the Cal Washington over 46 and a half because that's too low. Sorry, it just is. I, I understand that defensively Washington's good, but Cal's defense so far hasn't really been all that impressive to me from what I've seen, and I think that Washington kind of got, you know, got some things unlocked against Arkansas State. I don't think they're going to be an explosive offense now. I don't think they're going to be an exciting offense now. But I do think they're going to get over 30 here, and I do think Cal's going to be able to move the ball a little bit. So I just feel like that 46 and a half is a I, – I have it closer to 49. So that's why I'm going over here. Lock agreement. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I bet it at 45. I would bet it all the way up to 48. Uh, I actually make this number even higher than Tom does. I, I make it 52. So, yeah. Washington – I'm not locking this up. My It's a question. Washington minus the points – did Dylan Morris show you enough that you would feel confident in that position? That was a cutting room floor. I'm not going to introduce it here, but I do think that the Huskies uh, end up winning this game. And if it's high scoring, then that means that the offense has gotten something going. I mean, I don't like the I don't like the spread nearly as much as I like the total. But yeah, I, I think Washington's going to win this game. I just think, I mean, from what I've seen of Cal so far this year, I'm really not super impressed by it. Defensive head coach trying to score, trying to cover a multiple score game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the over here. Yeah. All right. Discipline, Danny. Uh, what you got for us? Uh, I got a little bit off the radar. UMass, one of those teams we were talking about earlier, is playing Coastal Carolina. UMass has given up 40 plus in their three losses so far. Coastal Carolina, we know about their offense. Grayson McCall is having a great year. UMass a 36 point, 36 and a half, somewhere around there. I'm going to look at the total. It's 65 and a half. I'm going to go over on this one. I think Coastal could call their number, but I've also seen their defense give up points to Kansas. I've seen their defense 
getting a tight game with Buffalo, give up 25 to them, 22 to Kansas. I think UMass, they've been scoring points. They had 28 against Boston College. I think they'll score some points in this one. I think Coastal will score well into the 50s. So I'm going to take the over 65 and a half. Ooh. I, I'm i pretty heavy on under, under 67 and a half here. I'm not going to go – Let's middle it. It's worse. Let's middle it. You, you want to you want to just side bet it, and we'll, we'll cut cut the bookmaker out, and uh, um, you know, like we'll just just use free. Two things here that, that that make me want make me want to go under. Number one, UMass is on its backup quarterback, and uh, since they've had him in, they're not playing with quite as much pace. And primarily, the thing that gets coastal is the run defense. I don't think the pass defense is all that bad. Um, I. I if I was going to go over, I would take like a first half over. I think full game under here is the, is the play because I think that uh, Coastal will grind this clock in the second half. What kind of uh, home field advantage do um, you guys normally give Georgia Tech? When their program is good, it's not a bad place to play. Well, they, they send have- it all out the window. They moved this game to the Falcons Stadium. We're playing in the big body bins, and I think there's going to be a decent amount of Carolina blue there. I also think that if we go, I'm not going to declare it like body blow, but to go through the weather delay, to think that you've got a chance against Clemson, to get it all uh, fired up again, I think that this game sets up for North Carolina to build on the success that it had in the second half against Virginia I think Georgia Tech's going to have trouble raising its level of compete for a second week in a row after the way things went up in Death Valley. And so uh, I like North Carolina at anything under two touchdowns to be able to win in the big body bins. 12 and a half is the best I can get you. Let's do it. I like that a lot too. Um, The only thing that gets me off this chip is that Georgia Tech has actually done a really good job of not allowing explosive plays. I know. No, and Ty Chandler and that that offensive line got some confidence with the way they ran the ball against Virginia's defense in the second half. I might join you on that later on. Uh, it's the best. Total's not lock. a bad look there either. It's the best lock when one of us tells the other one's like, "All right, I'm not going to copy you for our competition, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll be on that right there <laughs> as we put together our Saturday cards." Um, okay, open board. I've got one, two. I've got two, three. Two, maybe three left over here. I have a couple. Yeah. I'll just knock two out at once real quick here. Both are wonders because it's going to be windy in the Midwest today, although that's not the only reason. Well, only one of them's in the Midwest. But no, two of them are. Never mind. I'm an idiot. But it's not the sole reason I'm taking it, but they certainly don't hurt my plays here. I'm taking San Jose State, Western Michigan, under 63 and a half because so far this year, that San Jose State offense really hasn't done much it's been a defensive first team it's not scoring a lot of points it's not giving up many points and i think against western michigan the spartans defense will keep the broncos in check and i do think the broncos defense while not great can at least hinder san jose state a bit so i'm taking the under 63 and a half there then i am also taking the under 56 and a half for central michigan and florida international for very much the same reasons two not very good offenses lock agreement on central on central michigan fiu um, yeah, FIU, no offensive consistency has lived entirely on explosive plays this year. A lot of that stuff has happened in kind of pseudo garbage time, including last week against Texas Tech. 
they played what Long Island University, which, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell, is a real bad FCS team. Um, I also like Central Michigan in the game. More of FCS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like I love Devonte Price, the, the running back uh, slash do it all guy for FIU. But this is also a really weird travel spot for FIU. They just went to Lubbock. For, like Lauderdale to Lubbock is not an easy trip, and then Lauderdale to wherever the hell Central Michigan is. It's in Michigan, obviously. Um, probably not a whole lot of direct flights there. Like that's that's a tough travel spot. Um, I did play the under fifty six and a half. I also think under eleven and a half first half team total. That's a that's totally a sicko thing. Uh, is worth a look, <laughs> you know. And uh, and I have a little little piece of Central Michigan on the alt line. But for the yeah, I'll, I'll lock agreement with you. And I think you're absolutely on the right side as well in that San Jose State Western. But I'm not going to lock that. I got a couple of plays in the American. Uh, first of all. Houston minus 20 against Navy. I'm sorry, but we, I, I don't think that we're done fading Navy. Um, and so the Houston angle to this is interesting because they had one of the most poorly coached and poorly executed offensive second halves that I've seen from any team all season in the way that they corked it against Texas Tech in the opener. Since then, they have played uh, much lesser opponents and just run it up. I think that this is one of those games at night against a Navy defense that has proven to be very, very friendly where the Cougars are going to try to to get in a good workout. They're going to try to get in a good sprint. They're going to try to put some points on the board and build a little bit of confidence that it is a conference game and a conference win. So I I think Houston can choose its number uh, here against Navy. And if I get it under three touchdowns, I think that's favorable. I feel comfortable laying the 20 with Houston. You want to note to feel better, Chip? Sure. Uh, Houston's quarterback has practiced. Clayton Tune. So, yeah, I bet Navy plus 21, and I don't feel great about it, even though it's it, like, you know, yeah. Uh, the sec- second one is I, hey, Tulane, finally, we're, we're back in Yulman Stadium, baby, and UAB is coming to town. Uh, I like the green wave covering three and a half. And I honestly, like, I'm, I'm not the advanced analytical uh, mind that we have, minds like we have here on this podcast, but this one was a, a straight math one for me where I, I saw it at three and a half, and even that has come down a little bit in UAB's favor, but I like Tulane at anything up to seven. So with that kind of value, uh, I'll just trust my my own analysis and uh, lay the points with the green wave. Well, I love you, so I can get you Tulane minus three. I, I have a play based on that Houston Navy game too, which is probably going to be a regular thing on the lock spot. It's my last lock of the week before we get to the money line sprinkles. I'm taking Navy's team total under 14 just because I think Navy's offense is very bad. Safe assumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accurate assessment. Okay, I got one left. I got a couple Big Ten plays. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to take Nebraska, catching five in East Lansing, playing against Michigan State. I'm not a full believer, and uh, I love what Mel Tucker's doing. Kenneth Walker III was awesome. The beatdown against Miami couldn't have been more wrong about that. But I, again, I said I was taking two losers from last week. I thought Nebraska showed us a little something. Adrian Martinez had them playing better uh, than he did it showed against Illinois. They're playing better on defense, so I'm going to take Nebraska. And then the other game, the Rutgers-Michigan game, uh, two of the cleanest teams in the country as far as fewest penalties for Rutgers. Neither one turns it over. Rutgers leads the country in uh, turnover ratio. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a typical, like, both teams trying to establish the line of scrimmage. I think it doesn't lead to a lot of points. So give me under 52 for the Rutgers-Michigan game. 
Best I could do is 49 and a half. Oh, really? Okay. You still Ooh, want Bud it. would say no. Bud, Bud would be like, don't do it. Don't this even line, touch it. Points Holy. matter. Is this yeah, line off the board do. in a lot of places? Well, so it's a New Jersey game, so a lot of the U.S. Uh, books that are, that are yeah. in New Jersey won't post it. Okay, so yeah. But 49 and a half is the best I can do right now. Um, Go ahead. Let me hear Bud's thoughts on it. He seemed like he wanted to talk me off the ledge maybe. I'm going to bet against Rutgers every single week. I'm just trying to figure out what the best one is to get on the pod. Like in, until, the they, until they the stop game? this turnover focus pocus. Um, I'll switch mind and I'll take Michigan and lay the points. Yeah, I won't agreement. touch the over. I won't touch the total. So you're both taking Michigan out of 20 then? Yeah. I uh, I I bet this at 19. Bet again at 18. I would bet it at 20. I think the proper number here is 25. Uh, Rutgers offense is complete, complete BS, guys. It is not a thing. Um, like if we could drop that guy, where like the from whatever show that is, where the dude's like fiction. It's it like they're they're 116th in stuff rate allowed. They're outside the top 100 in explosiveness. Uh, they are number one in the nation, uh, I believe, in turnovers, and their field position on both sides of the ball is also ridiculous and totally not repeatable skill in any way. They have a really good punter and a pretty decent defense, and their offense is garbage. Yeah, it sounds like. Greg Schiano. Yes. <laughs> it's like I, I hear it as a, a reason to take Rutgers. Not not from anybody here, clearly, but it's just like it's like he's a disciplinarian. They don't commit penalties. They've they've got special teams down. It's it believing uh that you can overcome all these shortcomings and shortcomings in talent uh with just Greg Schiano fairy dust has been a great way for Scarlet Knights fans to uh to be very excited by what they've seen so far in the young part of the 2021 season. All right, so there this one is uh not because college football, but so, so Baylor's played Texas State, Texas Southern and Kansas. That is arguably three teams that might grade out close to FCS squads. Arguably. Wow. Well, I mean, one of them is an FCS squad. Clearly, <laughs> they, they all grade out like FCS <laughs> squads. Uh, but I do think that our new offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, has been able to get this Bears offense humming. Again, against three cupcakes. But with them playing at home in Waco, 7 o'clock, Iowa State's coming to town, and you mentioned the travel to go from heartbreaking rivalry loss, fly out to Vegas, absolutely thump UNLV. Now we're showing up in Waco for the first real test of Dave Aranda's second year with fans in the stands. I think that Baylor coaching staff looks at this game as a great opportunity to try and build something for this season. And can I still get it at seven and a hook? Uh, the best I, I can get you is seven. I'll still take it. Um, I think that that's potentially a live dog there. And uh, and again, I know that all of the numbers have been against inferior opponents, but there has been a lot of uh, offensive success. They are playing at a high level. A lot of yards per play, a lot of yards per game, a lot of points per game. And uh, I'm going to say that Baylor takes that good start against bad teams to have a great performance against a very good team in Iowa State. Keep this thing close within a touchdown. Yeah, I'm not locking it up, but I agree with you. I've got a, I've got that pickup too, at sports line. I just it's for me. It's mostly I'm not really 
willing to trust Iowa State as a touchdown favorite on the road with that offense right now. All right, I'm cashed out till uh, Sprinkles. I got a couple more that are really public, and I don't care. <laughs> Let it rip, son. Let's go. All right, first one. I am laying the points, one and a half of them, with Missouri. I laid the two. I thought this would go to three. I was wrong. I don't care. Let's let's play a little, little poll game. Who is the best quarterback that Boston College's defense has faced so far this year? Is it Temple's backup, UMass's backup, or the kid from Colgate? <laughs> kid from Colgate. <laughs> I think it's po- – or was it Colgate? It's definitely yeah, not the best It team. was Colgate. Boston College's defense is not any good, and it's faced nothing but terrible, terrible quarterbacks so far. I mean, like Temple's coach is going to get fired. Like that offense is a dumpster fire. UMass's offense is not good. It's like a little bit better than it was last year. I, I and they're missing their starting quarterback. I, I know Missouri's run defense is problematic, and I get that. I think if you want to use that angle, it's maybe more of an argument to bet the under here. But look, guys, I. Why is this line where it is? I think people see some problems with Missouri. They played Central Michigan pretty close. They lost to a Kentucky team that then last week uh, played a pretty close game against UTC. Uh, but look, I just do not trust Boston College's defense in this game. I do trust the Alfrener to, to go drop 35 plus. So I, I'm going to take Missouri here on the road. Mm. Missouri fans will tell you they don't trust their defense. They feel like oh, there's a lot of problems on uh, side of the ball. That Boston College passing defense so far, 108th in passing explosiveness allowed. That's with facing those quarterbacks I just read off, guys. <laughs> A little skeptical there on that one. I don't care the lines moved against me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I like I like Missouri here. Um, next one. Don't go nuts on this. Pay attention to the injury report pregame. Give me Louisville minus one and a half. If Robert Scott – I said this last week, right? If Robert Scott and Maurice Smith do not play – Bet it harder. And obviously, if Jordan Travis doesn't play. If those guys are in, I'm going to buy off this. A plane that crashing center. in somebody's house? Uh, that's, that's the lawn guy outside. Sorry, he's got a blower <laughs> going. Hold on, I'll mute while he's talking. <laughs> the, the backups that they have, because FSU's already down four offensive linemen if those who don't play. They do not have ACC replacement level type offensive linemen behind those guys. We saw it last week against Wake. If those guys are in the lineup, I actually think FSU is pretty live to win the game because Louisville's run defense is not great, and FSU actually stops the run really well. It's like the only thing they do well so far this year. But if those guys don't play, I like Louisville all day. So what? right now I'm going to lock it up because I don't think they're playing. Mm. All right. We ready to uh, review and then hit the sprinkles? Let's do it. All right. To review our locks, if you were following along on YouTube.com slash Cover 3, they're on the screen. Tom. He's got U-N-I-T-Y, got us locked and loaded. Notre Dame plus six and a half. You'll also find Chip and Bud on that one. Uh, Wake Forest plus four and a half. That is a lock fight with Bud. Texas A&M minus three and a half. That is a lock agreement with Danny. Stanford plus five. Bar fight against Danny and Bud who are on UCLA. Middle Tennessee plus three, the under 63 and a half in Western Michigan, San Jose State, Ohio plus 14 and a half. That's an agreement with Bud. Cal Washington over 46 and a half. That's an agreement with Bud. Central Michigan FIU under 56 and a half. That also an agreement with Bud. Throwing on a little Navy under 14 team total chip on Notre Dame uh, on the under 48 for Clemson NC State, Texas 
and Texas Tech over 60 and a half. That's a lock fight with Bud. The under 46 and a half in Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Western Kentucky plus nine and a half against Indiana, North Carolina minus 12 and a half against Georgia Tech, Houston minus 20 against Navy, Tulane minus three against UAB, and Baylor plus seven hosting Iowa State. Danny. He's on the over 46 in Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Oklahoma laying the 17 against West Virginia. Texas A&M minus three and a half against Arkansas. UCLA minus five. Florida minus 18 and a half. Michigan minus 20. The over 65 and a half in Coastal UMass. Nebraska plus five against Michigan State. And the under 63 and a half in Florida, Tennessee. That is your DK two for one special of the week. Florida and the under. Bud is also on Notre Dame. Lock fight with Tom taking Virginia minus four. Lock fight with Chip taking the under 62. Bar fight with with Danny against Tom with UCLA minus five. He's going to go with the Boise over 36 and a half team total against Utah State. A game reminder on CBS at 12 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. local in Logan, Utah. Michigan minus 20 against Rutgers. Ohio plus 14 and a half against Northwestern. The over 46 and a half in Cal Washington. The under 56 and a half in Central Michigan FIU. The under 23 and a half first half in Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Mizzou minus one and a half. And Louisville minus one and a half. Now time to take it to the cash register. Hold up. Oh. We do need to make sure that we practice good oral hygiene. And we got that dentist pick this week. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, bud. All right. That loser-ass dentist. He's one and two. Yeah. Uh, so he has a lot of picks this week that he likes, but he, he had to narrow it down to one. He liked LSU minus two and a half, A&M Arky under 48, which I think is now unavailable, Tennessee plus 20, and uh, UGA Vandy under 53. But he has chosen Georgia Vandy under 53 and writes, I think I'll stick with Vandy UGA. This just feels like a game where Vandy struggles to move the ball versus Georgia's <laughs> top-ranked defense. I like the odds there. Outstanding uh, and, analysis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for UGA, this feels like a game where they run the ball as much as possible, make make the game fast, and get out of Nashville with the win and no injuries. Hopefully there will not be too many Vandy turnovers, and this under cruises. Uh, tooth emoji, lock emoji, equals sign, UGA Vandy under 53. Love hey, it. Maybe he got some inside info. Yeah, I mean, the dentist- if the inside info that Barton has given to the dentist is that UGA's defense is going to be good. <laughs> Barton, what can you tell me about the Georgia defense? They're good. good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's go to our sprinkles right now. Tom is our leader, six and two on moneyline sprinkles, up eight point eight five units. Chip six and four on sprinkles, up four point eight units. Danny five and three, also four point eight. Bud three and two. I mean, we've been making you money on the money line sprinkles. Everybody above 500 with these. So, Tom, what are your money line sprinkles for week four? Well, this one's kind of cheating, I guess, because it's also basically tied to my lock, but I mentioned it early in the show. I'm taking Notre Dame plus 198 because I do think that they're going to win this game often enough to make that a very worthwhile price on our parts. Chip, I'm going against one of your locks here. Sorry, but I'm taking UAB plus 150. And then for my third money line sprinkle, I'm taking UTSA straight up plus 145. Notre Dame plus 198, UAB plus 150, and UTSA plus 145. Okay, what is the best price that I can get on um, Nebraska? 180. 180, yep. 
Let's go Nebraska plus 180 uh, for Western Kentucky. Chip, I hope you bought that family size on Nebraska because uh, we're, we're, we're sprinkler agreement there. <laughs> Pass that around the table. Yes. Uh, you want it, you want the W you want the Western Nebraska too? Uh, Western I want the Nebraska. No, no, but I'm talking about Chip. You want Western K- Kentucky? Yeah. So let me see where I can find that for you here. I did it's, not have that one ready, but I can get you two eighty five. Okay. Oh, there's there's two ninety fives out there. And then Are this there last one. Yeah, and there's a three fifteen, right. but I think that that's probably a, that's a data pull. Shady. Up, yeah. yeah. This this last one is just blowing um, what the units that I have won and spending them on something that would be absolutely hilarious. Give me Tennessee plus eight twenty. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to see that. That actually seems small to me. So I'm going to see if I can find you something. Nope. That's the biggest I can find. Tennessee yeah. plus 820. Tennessee plus mm. 820 wow. because it would be so, so funny if first year coach Josh Heupel goes into the swamp against a Florida team that was a two point conversion away from taking Nick Saban to overtime and gets out of there. Listen, it doesn't matter if Tennessee loses the rest of its games. They beat Florida. That's a that's a, that's that's one uh, that can, you can put in your hat for sure. Uh, I mean, all right. It's it's only got to happen eleven percent of the time for it to be worthwhile, right? <laughs> and listen, hilarious does happen at least ten percent of the time in college football. <laughs> all right, Danny, what are yours? I have kind of along your lines. I have a wouldn't it be hilarious? Uh, I heard Bud earlier mention in passing the Texas Longhorns Casey Thompson uh, transition. I'm not a huge believer either. Texas playing at home, noon game. I don't know. It wouldn't be hilarious to Texas fans or to Steve Sarkeesian, but I don't think it's that crazy to think. Give me Texas Tech in a wild Big 12 game. Plus 270. Can I get that? 280. Oh, even better. Uh, The other one. Brock Purdy got back on track, but did he? I'm going to go ahead and take Baylor. Our guy Jeff Grimes is maximizing up front. Dave Aranda squad. I'm a believer in confidence. It might be awful teams, but you see 3-0 up there. You believe you can beat anybody in the world. I'm going to say they do it at home. Big win in Waco. And then last one for me, I'm going to go back to the well. Mississippi State playing at home. Got a big win against NC State as a dog. They're a dog against LSU. I don't know what to do with LSU this season, but I say Mississippi State gets it done at home as a short dog. I wanted to take Florida State, but Bud has me scared off, so I'm going to stay away from it. Can I get a Ryder Cup money line? Ooh. Can I get a Ryder no. Cup money line no. sprinkled? You no, give the pick out, but it doesn't board. count. It's not. No, no, no. Are you going to take Europe? I am, and I'm always the Patriot on this show. I'm the only Patriot on this show. But, man, I'm worried about team chemistry. I just am. I, this team, too many individuals. I love what Europe does. They bond better. I think it means more to them. Our average world rank is like eight. Theirs is 30. Like, it's we should win, but, man, they want it more. No, that the commonality with the United States side is inexperience. You've got six rookies None. on this team, and I think that Steve Stricker's captain's picks were like – Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas's captain's picks. Like I think that they just went to Strick and were like, these are the guys we like. These are the guys that we can put together. Your Spieth JT lineup, uh, Xander and Patrick Cantlay and DJ and Morikawa, those are your three pairings that can get you to singles in a position to win. 
Um, that's that's our own little lock fight. We'll figure out our own wager. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll set like a point spread on it. Okay, All sorry. Right. Enough golf talk, but yeah, I've got a couple. Syracuse plus two hundred five. Nice. Not a huge believer in Malik Willis uh, to the extent like I don't think he's like a you know top of the first round type guy. Syracuse's defense pretty okay this year. You know, Liberty's offensive line this year problematic. Middle Tennessee State. I don't think the loss of, of Hornerbrook is a big deal at all. I think the other kid's a better player. Plus one forty. <laughs> Nebraska. I have been Mr. Michigan State all over this podcast, and uh, I just think this is where we jump off. I do not think that, that like we got the exact reason why why Michigan State would win last week, and it's because Miami can't tackle because they were missing Keontae Smith, and they already thought their their starting linebackers were were bad, and when their best one went down, nobody tackled. Uh, UTSA plus one forty. Memphis run defense is poor. Uh, you know that's something I think UTSA will exploit quite a bit. UAB plus 155. This is not really an anti-chip play. It's just a variance play. Did UAB give a damn about the Georgia game? Did Tulane give a damn about the Ole Miss game? I don't really know. But I do think that UAB is a decent football team. Um, yeah, so those are, are the main ones that I like this week. To review Tom's Moneyline Sprinkles, Notre Dame, UAB, and UTSA. Uh, I'm on Nebraska, Western Kentucky, and Tennessee. Danny's got Texas Tech, Baylor, Mississippi State, and Bud's got Middle Tennessee, UTSA, and UAB. Reminder, Nebraska everybody. Syracuse, too. Oh, and Syracuse. Don't forget about that one. And Nebraska. Dude, I, I saw, um, I think T-Stars said it. Yes. Dino drop Saturday night. If it hits, I can absolutely deliver uh, on that. Love it. Uh, thank you to all of you who watched along with us live at youtube.com slash cover three. Reminder, we are always here uh, 11 a.m. on Thursdays, 3 p.m. on Mondays. And Saturdays, we've been, we're not nailed into a specific time, but it's been around midnight. Like, I kind of feel like after a couple weeks, we can just say to the listeners, if you want to jump in, it will be sometime around midnight Eastern time when we get rocking and rolling. YouTube.com slash cover three to jump in on any of that. Subscribe to the Cover Three podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott Three. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you.